0: Everybody drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody drop your
1: buffs. Welcome to Drop Your Buffs podcast where we talk about the strategy, social game and stupidity of every one of The episodes of Survivor that we know and love, and it's over. (laughs) And how are we going to live? What is happening? What is life? I think that was like such
0: an emotional finale, and now you're making me have an emotional podcast recap. (laughs) Like one week later. What day is today? Monday. It's been what? To me, it's It's been five days. Oh, so it's been a long time since the finale ended. Yeah. And I've but, gone through the roller I mean, coaster of emotions.
1: <laughs> we've gone through the roller coaster of emotions, not only because Survivor winners at war has finally come to an end and we were loving it all season. It brought all of our favorite parts of Survivor into a season for all of the super fans. Like, let's be absolutely honest. Yes. Yes. But, Hannah, we, we have a little announcement, oh, don't we?
0: You're going to bring it up.
1: <laughs> I'm bringing it up. I'm starting our podcast with it. Like, let's. Hit this. Okay,
0: well, so uh, some news for everybody listening, our our loyal listeners, uh, that next cool. <laughs> next season and for the, I don't know, future, we are not going to be podcasting anymore.
1: I, I know, I can hear all the booze. I, know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I we can just, hear all of that. Gonna, yeah.
0: Life in the fall is going to look like a lot. And 40, I mean, after two seasons of podcasting, you know, it was like, this was an awesome, awesome adventure. And yes. and it just didn't seem like it could happen this fall. But Dion has been coming up with some pretty fun ideas that we could yes. still talk Survivor in the fall, which is kind of funny because I was just telling Dion that, like, I think we have about 80 loyal listeners which is insane but i mean that's probably not a big number whatsoever but to us it's a big number and it's just so funny like i probably only know about 10 of them like i don't yeah yeah like i don't know who they all are also if you want to like send us a message and be like hey by the way i'm listening i would love to know who's listening okay but you know like i do this recording with dion and it's just me chatting with my friend about survivor and yep. I like record it, release it, forget about it, and I like mm-hmm. don't even like do the mental exercise of like, oh, people are listening to this right now. Yeah,
1: like we, I, I just want to kind of ex- like explore with the audience, <laughs> with the audience, <laughs> if you will. Like when we first pitched this to one another, we were like, hey, we can talk about Survivor from so it's like such different perspectives. And we just love talking about Survivor. Why not just do it where people can listen along? Like we don't need to set it up like a podcast. It really is just friends talking about Survivor and letting everybody hear about the perspectives <laughs> that they may not have thought about. Yeah. The episode. That, exactly. that would it.
0: And, and it I think feels that. like a success. It was, it's been so fun. And mm-hmm. um, I just texted Dion today that I looked at our Apple podcast page and there we have reviews. From people that I don't know. And I was like, oh my gosh, people left us reviews. <laughs> and of they course, they're five-star reviews, hair flip. Um yeah. someone <laughs> uh Jack 8787 Jack said, one of the best, their personalities are a great mix, and by far the best podcast outside of RHAP, in my opinion. Like, that's the biggest compliment. I love R Hap. Yeah. <laughs> And then he, he said, "Hope they continue putting out great content." Ugh, Jack got some news for you, bud. <laughs> Wait, what
1: date was that? Because if that February. was
0: February,
1: oh, February. I mean, he, look, he
0: got a season He he got some content. All right, we have um, R A S E R thirty four. I don't know Razor. I don't know that said fantastic, Katie, which I know it's our uh, our castmate, Katie said uh, I had a wonderful review about, you know, keep up the great work, Hannah and Dion. It keeps me smiling on my commute. Uh, Red Onions said, love it. Really look forward to this podcast every week. And then here's the review (laughs) where I I need to know who this is from. CG Mm -hmm. Homie said, so flattering. Most of my other podcasts don't directly talk about my personal traits and give me compliments. 10 out of 10. So that makes me think that a contestant on this season left this review because it's talking about how we flatter them and give them compliments so which and my gut was telling me <laughs> that it has to be danny boatwright of course because we give her compliments i mean <laughs> it's you you are giving her compliments and i'm sure no other podcast is actually talking about her so you're welcome I danny, danny
1: back so much but in saying that i feel like be it that it wasn't necessarily articulated extremely well this might be somebody who goes like from podcast to podcast claiming they're somebody who might be important
0: and just giving them a little bit. There's no way it's a troll. No, it's, it's, it's Danny. It's, it's a real survivor who's listening. (laughs) So anyways, Uh, all that to say, we're going to say it at the end of the podcast, I'm sure. But thank you to our listeners. It's been so fun. And we're going out with a bang from two different time zones, two different days. Yes,
1: I no longer am in quarantine, if you haven't noticed. I'm I'm finally at my mother's house, <laughs> which is, you know, some people would be like, you're back at your mother's house. But <laughs> there is a pandemic going on, people. <laughs> and this is where uh, I apparently the best place for me to be. Are you I
0: recording from your numbers. garage like Jeff was in his garage?
1: <laughs> I'm not recording from the garage. You Actually, I should have <laughs> done
0: that. You do have, like, the one... Earpiece in, like Jeff had yeah. one. Okay, Jeff called it his. He says, and I quote, my mm-hmm. ear pod that I use for sports. What does that mean? Who who puts one ear pod in and what sport are you playing? I Did don't understand, sport sport? Jeffrey.
1: Did he claim that he plays more than one sport?
0: Well, I mean, he had his bikes and his surfboard out on purpose, clearly to, to brag about how he is athletic.
1: But so athletic. He also said that his sixteen year old helped him set up,
0: right? Yes. I noticed that on my second watch that he That's my second watch as well. Yes. He says I set this up myself with the help of the sixteen year old, blah blah blah, foreshadowing the end of the episode when he talks about we want sixteen year olds applying. Is this a long con for Jeff to get his child on Survivor?
1: That is literally what's happening. I'd want to say that because I want to say how Jeff's child can go on Survivor.
0: I mean, it's probably not elite. I mean, it's probably illegal because if you're affiliated with CBS, you can't apply for their show, right? Uh, unless you know. I mean, Jeff would totally make a loophole. <laughs> he would. Jeff is the God. He, when, when you talk about Survivor Gods, Jeff is the Survivor God. So- yeah.
1: When you pray to Survivor Gods, you're like writing a letter to
0: Jeff. Right, if you ended up on an island, would you recognize his daughter? Because I'm pretty sure it's a girl, right? Doesn't he have a daughter? He probably, probably have more than one kid, <laughs> so exactly. Has, so you would show up like, and no we wouldn't recognize them. No, no idea, but it'd be and funny I been if like, you were. This
1: little thing thinks <laughs> that they're so great, they think they know so much about survivor as if they like this show wasn't even on, like, was on before they were even born. How would they know so much about survivor? Uh,
0: you yeah. would, you would classic um so anyways so what did you think about this reunion from his garage i mean okay there wasn't a reunion but the finale from his garage it was so fun okay,
1: so, yeah for me i was like i actually think that the finale was handled better than most finales i think like we got more content it was more survivor it wasn't rushed it was mm-hmm. we didn't have randoms in the audience giving their yep. opinion we yep. didn't have like m- we weren't milking the moments with the people as they left the game
0: where they come out it, on the stage by themselves. Right. Which you were, were like, you the one who was thinking they might do that with the zoom? They might have a zoom I, with one I person. Did think mm-hmm. that they would do that in between segments. Mm-hmm. But I'm they glad they didn't. didn't. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think this season was just kind of encompassing. Like we've seen these people play. Let's acknowledge the game. Yeah. That they played.
0: You know, I missed on my first watch, you know, I'm watching it live. I'm, talking with people who are also watching i miss like the three times that jeff Probst said that there would not be a reunion during the show <laughs> he says at the top of the show he that. says it like one minute into the show and he says it again before they do the audio recordings like yeah. since we can't have a reunion we had this and like i just that went in one ear and out the next and so by the end of the right. episode i'm like oh my gosh there's not a reunion and i'm sure everybody <laughs> else knew but i was at home like oh i Okay.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, like, you think that he's saying it to be like, we're not going to have like a live studio audience reunion. Not that we're not going to actually have conversations with the contestants from the game about. Yeah, their, so
0: maybe I just like didn't even time. think it wouldn't be that.
1: Right. Because in my mind, I was like, surely they're going to have some kind of like discussions with the contestants post game. Right. But they, nothing.
0: Nope. I heard like a little rumor that they tried to – they did a test run beforehand during the day or maybe the previous day, and it just turned out awful. Did you hear that rumor as well?
1: I did not hear that rumor. However, I feel like they'd have to come up with the content to fill in the space. So on the day of doesn't sound right.
0: No, yeah.
1: Because um, you've got to have another hour's worth of content.
0: Yeah. Um, I loved the part where they had the audio recordings from certain survivors and they talked about how Mm -hmm. much it meant for them. And so I loved that part. And I felt like every person on the cast had their moment during the finale. So we didn't get a reunion, but everybody had a moment. And I thought that was actually more valuable than a reunion anyways.
1: However, just to just when you mentioned that it really Mm -hmm. was like ding, ding, ding. Do you remember Fallen Comrades when we yes. used to follow the final three to their final challenge going through every torch? And yep. the final three would have their say, but then the person voted out would also have their say. Like, was this not just Fallen Comrades from the perspective of the people outside of the
0: game? Wow. It was Fallen Comrades from someone's, from people having an audio recording while there's a little clip of them playing. We right. didn't get so everybody, like, but-, but we got several people
1: people and like we even got the people who were like in the end like we had tony have like tony was like the second person to speak
0: yeah wow so, so like, i just ended up saying that i like fallen comrades which i usually found boring <laughs> and i just said that i liked it so you're right but that was fallen comrades.
1: Yeah, yeah because it was posting it was everybody's say and it was in place of a reunion. So it's not like we were getting to hear it twice, which we probably would have if we had fallen comrade and a reunion. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. So I did. I, yeah. I enjoyed that. Wow. Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, all right. Do, do we want to touch upon the, um, the battle back, if you will? Yes.
0: So the episode starts with the edge challenge. Um, yeah. What Is do you wake Because we had that in the last episode. <laughs> I know, praise God. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just coming into it, we knew it was going to be Natalie. Wendell we really had... scared us at the end.
1: Yeah. And if there was anybody to scare me, it was Wendell. Because I'm pretty sure I've said on this podcast, I would be happy to see anybody come back.
0: Especially
1: <laughs> except for Wendell. Like he was the only person I did not want to say come back. I just don't Man. think that his story arc this season, like, gave him a great chance at doing anything towards the end of the game and i don't necessarily know that i wanted to see him doing yeah and, till and till if he end.
0: was the one who came back we would have gotten a whole different story from him Oh, but i say uh, that as like chris underwood had no story in his season <laughs> and he came back so maybe anyways yeah. it could have happened but i was very proud of my girl natalie especially when she like totally botched up the first round um I mean and she then we, clutched up
1: a lot. She like <laughs> face planted doing that rope But she bridge she thing.
0: dominated that puzzle. The the table top the, that that was where she, she it when made it Yep. Um and then we got that beautiful moment where the edge players are going to Ponderosa before they leave and I mm-hmm. loved this part of Edge of Extinction, um the Edge of Extinction season and I loved this part of this episode. I well, I mean I'll just mm-hmm. say I loved every part of this finale episode. I loved everything. And that was part of the reason why I were recording this like so late is because one, I wanted to do a rewatch, but two, I was also avoiding my rewatch because I knew it was going to be a roller coaster of emotions again, which was amazing, but I wasn't mentally ready to watch it again. And of course I cried on my rewatch and it was so good. (laughs) Boston Rob's voice where he's trying to talk, but he has a frog in his throat. Like, I love those games so much. And I just, <laughs> I was Because Amber play.
1: spoke before him and pretty much just kind of like made him out to be it, the best
0: person in the world. Amber is the queen of Edge of Extinction.
1: She, I know Natalie she is technically is,
0: but Amber dominated that, those confessionals. She was amazing.
1: Yeah. She, like I said, from like very early on, I'm like, she's the narrator. She is the voice of the Edge.
0: Man. so I, I love all those moments. Um, oh, one thing of note that like, I noticed on both of my watches. So when they find when they show up, they're lining up, and Jeff is telling them what the challenge is. There's a long shot of the whole cast of the whole Edge people looking at Jeff, and everybody's looking at him except Nick Wilson. Nick Wilson is at the end of the line, and he is looking at the challenge, and I'm sure he's looking at the maze or the puzzle or whatever to try to figure out like how to solve it. Round. Yeah. Wow. Or he's like just taking in the whole challenge like that. That is awesome. That's what you do. You know, yeah. he's taking it all in, trying to already game it. Um, and it's just hysterical to me.
1: That's so, cause that's the thing. He's very much a puzzle guy. Like he's the one that's going to be deciphering that last bit, trying to make it work. Yep. Cause you have to remember, he was the last person out. And so he just wanted to come straight back into the game. He never really got to experience the edge
0: how salty do you think he is that someone who gets out day two <laughs> has a way better shot yeah. at winning than he does the challenge. So I bet I, I was mean, thinking, mm-hmm. that all be be salty. yeah. And like, um, I bet Wendell's beating himself up over losing that challenge.
1: Well, I mean, you've watched the Ponderosa videos.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, I loved the Ponderosa videos. If you have not seen them yeah. yet, people listening, they're amazing. I loved them so yeah. much. As much as the finale. Wendell
1: actually had a moment saying he's, like, at peace. Like, he mm-hmm. didn't seem too shaken up about it. Um, yeah. Which is really nice. And this is prior to seeing how the rest of the game plays out. Like, this mm-hmm. is them on the boat towards Ponderosa before the next vote. You know? Yeah. The he's only like, person, uh,
0: like, day one of Ponderosa, it seemed like Jeremy was still shook up and Nick is yep. still shook up. But he, Nick is understandable because he was barely out of the game still, you know, like he didn't really have that time on the edge, but Jer and Jeremy, uh, they're all competitive people, but you know, Jeremy still was taking it in and.
1: It kind of puts things into perspective. Like some people will have mentally checked out whilst on the edge. They they're out of the game in their mind. You know, the game is Mm -hmm. over. They get a chance to come back into the game, but they're not, they don't want to still play the game if they're not in it, in it you know, like some people would have that mentality, I'm sure. So if somebody gets back into the game from the edge, that could be overwhelming. Like, oh wow, I'm still here. I'm still in this. I'm still playing. Like I don't think that Natalie ever stopped playing.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I
1: think she was or she she had to keep playing for her own sanity mm-hmm. to still be yeah, there definitely. I think someone like mm-hmm. like someone like Reem, she was out of it from the first moment like and she yeah, was her game that she was
0: playing was the the i can do this game like i'm going to do it to show that i can stay in it that's the game Reem was yeah. playing
1: <laughs> yeah exactly so all right uh, i don't know if you can hear i've got construction going on outside of my house so hopefully it doesn't get love too it loud. i also have drugs in my house i so have to abandon it too
0: loud so- <laughs> going yeah, out with bang um yep. oh there's something else i wanted to say about um about the edge. the edge oh there's oh well maybe it has to do with like ponderosa or something i don't remember but well as we as we record the rest of this recap i might just bring up ponderosa stuff as we go because i just mm-hmm. loved the ponderosa videos so much um and just mm-hmm. seeing the friendships that came out of the edge yeah. like the fact that wendell and danny and yule are like the closest so close yeah and that's the most surprising grouping and then um and of course we saw a lot of parv and ethan being best friends out there so that was precious and then Mm -hmm. um and whatnot so we'll probably bring that up as we go and everybody
1: claiming that they're Rub's best friend everyone (laughs) everyone i know um but in in saying that oh i've lost my train of thought as well what is wrong with us (laughs) i know we gotta know we're gonna know at the end of the season
0: i know Two seasons in of recapping. Um, All right, let's go to, all right. So um, I also, I love when we have this emotional edge moment when they're doing their send off and they cut to the people who are still in the game. And I just Mm -hmm. love seeing them emotional. Mm -hmm. Tony was, Sarah was, Michelle was, Natalie was. That's understandable, but it's like that feeling of watching everybody go to Ponderosa and you're still in the game like that has got to be something and like a proud moment as well as like a oh man I'm still I'm I'm still in this I think for me it just
1: kind of dawned on me that these are the people that were able to avoid going to the edge you know and I think there's Mm -hmm. something to say about that you know we avoided going through that experience and we're still here but at the same time what is our game without having had that experience you know when it's a Mm -hmm. season that Stems around the edge, like in a lot of games. You want to, like, Island of Idols. You wanted to go to the Island of Idols. You wanted right. to be one of those people. However, we found somebody at the end of the game wins it, never having yeah. gone to the Island of Idols. Yeah, you know. So it's so funny that you know Survivor implements these twists, but they don't necessarily have to influence whoever. Yeah,
0: wins. yeah. I love that. That's really interesting. Um. Um. So, what do you think about Natalie? telling everybody that the jury is voting, is rooting for Tony?
1: I mean, I I do think it was a very interesting strategy and I think it was a good strategy just to kind of like, um, I mean, we already had Michelle the episode earlier trying to tell, like, Sarah, Tony will beat you. And then now we have Natalie coming in being like, everybody thinks Tony's running things. And it's enough to kind of get Sarah um, spooked but was it enough you have that conversation between Tony and Sarah and they're like if she if Tony's trying to say if Natalie gets the end she wins and Sarah's like no I don't think so like Tony and Sarah have mm-hmm. such a different opinion of this game they take in the same information and just like mm-hmm. they, they just filter it so completely differently yeah so completely different. Um, so for me it was like you know what natalie said worked for one person but it wouldn't necessarily work for another
0: yeah and like at this point is obviously the point where denise and ben need to join forces with michelle and natalie to get rid of sarah and tony but they weren't going to do that but that's what they should have done to get farther but, to get to the we end but do and, see that
1: ben mm-hmm. is a lot like more aligned with denise than we ever realized
0: yeah i mean matching tattoos after the game like BFs. did oh, you know about that? that yeah so you know how denise no. talked about the endure and let go yeah
1: she ended up yeah, getting I'm those really-
0: tattoos and ben ended up getting the same tattoos oh
1: no way isn't
0: that crazy
1: i just like for me it was like within the game i had no idea how close they yeah
0: were. i know yeah so dion should we get matching tattoos
1: um, what would they say? We could, if we could get the three S's as your mum refers to them.
0: <laughs> Strategy, stupidity. Hey. So no, we have to, um,
1: yeah, we, I don't want stupidity on no, my body. I don't, I don't,
0: we'll get, let's a go.
1: DYB. DYB. Go.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, oh, anyways, I will never get a tattoo. Um, okay, we'll see. so this is where we get the point. We get the beginning of Sarah talking about how when she hears that the jury is rooting for Tony, she's like, I want the jury to know that me and Tony have been working this thing together. And it's not always the man calling the shots. So this is like, so this is something that I listened to. Rob has a podcast. Shannon Gus had a wonderful, wonderful point about this that I will not try to like rehash because i just thought that her perspective was perfect it's both and it's like yes sarah this is an amazing point this is this is this needs to be said on survivor and this is a thing on survivor but at the same time tony has distinguished himself from her in about you know Mm -hmm. two distinct ways and Mm -hmm. therefore showing that he had a little more agency than she did so he is playing better than her. But there you know oh, what you I mean? Think he
1: was
0: yes, I feel like there was um I said at least two moves, but well, one move is definitely the Sophie move that he made that happen. And then right. I would say there might be some relationships that he was pulling in more than she was. But then again, that okay. could be like a more of a subjective thing. But I think right. that the fact that he was able to do definitely that one move, if mm-hmm. you know, that distinguishes him. So I loved, loved her bringing that up, talking about it. And um, Chaos Cast tweeted, like, hmm, this sounds familiar. Like, cause she brought that up right. in Kagayan. So I loved it. Chaos Cast uh, throwing shade on Twitter is the best, by the way, if you've been missing it. I mean,
1: I love Chaos Cass, even though she was chaotic in her season. I, for me, once Spencer was out, I wanted her to win, and then she was mm-hmm. out, and then I didn't want either of them to win. <laughs> I'm one of those people that hates the final Tribal Council of Kagayan and people think that it's like one of the best things ever, and I'm like, I'm not here for it.
0: <laughs> so it's just okay. Me. So at this point of the show, I am rooting for Tony. Like, I, I was, we've fix. talked about. Yeah. I mean, the whole finale, I'm rooting for Tony.
1: Wow. Okay. What about
0: you? Because I know you have, you're not a Tony fan. He was, he was earning back your love this season. Um right. You, I mean, you're Michelle Stan through and through. Right. What, were, what, what was your thoughts about this? Situation?
1: For me, like I was still very much on the Michelle train just because, We've seen her now play the game by herself for like two or three rounds Mm -hmm. by herself Mm -hmm. out of like eight people. Like she's no longer working with a group of people. She's doing this by herself. Like she is not able to rely on other people. First of all, people didn't want to work with her and that's not from lack of trying. She has tried every Avenue. And when you run out of options, does that mean that you're a bad social player? No, No. it just means that people are putting up more hurdles for you. And if you can overcome those hurdles, that is so much more impressive in my eyes. She
0: won immunity challenges in the clutch times when she needed to. It's not like she was never on the chopping block. Like she was on the chopping block and she kept on avoiding it.
1: Absolutely. And so for me, it's like, I see this game of Survivor as that survival. And in my eyes, she was the person that overcame the most this season. You know, some people would claim that, you know, but Tony came in with this big target on his back. I'm like, so then why didn't Tony get any votes? You know, he may have been a bigger threat in his other seasons, but in this season people just kind of thought that they could deal with him later. Is that good strategy or is that just poor strategy on other people's part? Hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So for me it's like I'm not trying to say that he played a bad game. I'm just like, why doesn't Michelle get any acknowledgement for being able to, you know, being on the bottom and being on the outs, if anybody who listens has ever played in an org or in a live game, it is debilitating. Like, it takes so much out of you. And for her to still sit there at the end and say her bit without feeling like she has no chance and just standing her ground, that's kind of incredible because it's You know not what I just
0: realized? Thing. Think about what? the jury. Think about how many of those people on the jury, the winners, how many of them have ever been on the outs? Maybe two of them during that current f-
1: season 40,
0: the, the, the season. Tyson during 40 was on the outs, Kim was during 40 yeah. was on the outs, but like how many of them during their original seasons was ever on the outs like parvati has played many times but she said that this is the only season that she's actually like struggled the most um i
1: mean danny was kind of in a thing and then switched sides like Mm -hmm. i mean she was the last one remaining of her group but i don't know if she was necessarily on the outs she always kind of had a pulse on it wendell kind of always had a pulse on it everybody yeah yeah so think about like
0: how often do we see the winner that's a com- like that has the Michelle storyline, the, uh, the 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 well, underdog story. Well, maybe Ben, but he won out and idled out. So Ben, I actually right. Ben Ben was on the outs.
1: He was the one to compliment her game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. anyway, so while you were sharing that I thought, you know what? a lot of these people don't even have that perspective that you're talking about. So maybe they would appreciate her game more if they even understood what she was going through.
1: And so, okay. So for me, as somebody who has watched this game from day one, season one and watched season after season, having a completely different person win each season, you know, all of these casts are filled with people that would never interact in the real world. They get them all together and they're, Job is to survive amongst one another, but also convince these people that they deserve to win at the end, right? And, you know, 20 years ago, it was easy to kind of let people slide by that you didn't understand their lifestyle or, you know, their background and things like that. So you had more interesting people making it to the end of the game. That may come across as a very not great, when I say interesting people, I just mean more diverse, you know. like a, a different background to what we're used to seeing in our everyday life. Right. You know, I'm not seeing people, um, you know, get to the end anymore that express something that's like left of center to what we see on our TV every day, you know? So for me, it was like the last, okay. So the first six seasons, we see people like Richard, Tina, Ethan, the Sepia, Brian Heideck, Jenna Maraska. So you know, different. Even Sandra, you know, n- none of them you can compare to one. You can't compare any of them to one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our first African-American winner. We have our first gay winner. We have the one of the older women playing the game. We have the youngest woman playing the game. You know, it's like we really can't compare any of them. We had a Jewish guy. We had you know, I was going to say a softcore porn star. Like we had all these like random archetypes playing these games and just anybody could win. But the last six seasons we've seen, you know, these dominant, I say dominant because like I was attempting to say aggressive at one point, but, you know, Tony, Tony, uh, Tommy didn't necessarily have that aggressive of a Mm gameplay. You know, uh, Chris didn't necessarily have that aggressive of a gameplay. Nick didn't necessarily have an aggressive of a gameplay. But these are also people who are in who in their everyday life don't deal with the things that a lot of these other people deal with in their everyday life. So, you know, there's a lot of reassurance coming into this game that it's like, oh no, I have the ability to do this. Where some people walking into this game are like, I don't know if I can do this, but I have to prove myself. You know. So, the same way that if I walk down the street, I can be heckled and abused and have been for multiple reasons. I feel like a lot of these people that have made it to the end of these games recently don't experience that in their everyday life. And I don't know if that's a reflection on me personally, not seeing myself represented in these
0: Mm -hmm. games anymore,
1: but like now I'm watching these games going, I don't think this game is built for anybody to win at anymore.
0: Well, you're seeing, so I, so here's what I'm hearing is you're seeing people come play this game and are successful at this game as showing that they're gamers. Like, I, I just, I played this game hard and I did it. And it's, whereas the Michelle storyline is the, I, I can do this. I can do this. I can, like, and like surviving and proving themselves. And rather, like, the story is different.
1: The story is different because people let Tony play the game and nobody would let Michelle play the game mm-hmm. because she is a young woman and he is a dominant male. Hmm. So I think that people won't want to work with her and society makes you think that she's somebody who's not worth the credit that he is worth. So for me, it's just kind of like they were at different – he came into the game with a target on his back, but people wanted to kind of like, you know, keep him in because, yeah, we know he's going to be this type of person, but the fear of Michelle doing something was enough for people to be like, we don't want to work with her. So I'm like, why is that? What What is it about this game that people are willing to work with the devil they know and let them get far, and they're not even willing to give the other person a try?
0: Yeah. Well, you could say that she was in on votes. Like, she wa- she was playing the middle several times. Like, the one vote where Jeremy left and she ended up voting for Tyson – you know, we when we see the edit, we see it as like she's part of the the minority group. But from mm-hmm. interviews, I've heard that she was playing both sides during that tribal. Well, yeah, she voted. She voted. Yeah, the- she voted for Correct. Tyson. So no,
1: she voted for Jeremy.
0: No, when um she gave him
1: the idol.
0: Okay, so yeah, I'm talking about the one before that. Sorry. So oh, okay. So yeah, I think so. I think that this jury wanted the person and most juries vote for the person with agency. They want to see someone who is dominating the game or like steering the ship and like you're saying you is that yeah, what you're saying is Michelle didn't have that opportunity. And so I'm thinking where did it go wrong for Michelle? When did she lose the numbers? I'm trying to even think of what Came the merge the game as a
1: 29 year old woman, And people didn't take her seriously. (laughs) It's not a game strategy. It's society.
0: Wow. Big drop your buff moment.
1: Like for me, it's like she had no chance. And it's devastating. I want to see people like Michelle be able to win this game. And from the example of what we've seen of the winners for the last at least six seasons, people who come in in her position don't stand a chance to win this game anymore. They did in the earlier seasons. I'm not saying they never did. I'm just saying this game Mm -hmm. has changed to the point that people see it purely as game. It's not social anymore. And it's not an experiment anymore. It's happened so many times that the experiment's done. Now it's like, all right, we're just going to put different types of people out there and they're going to choose who they like the most. It's a popularity contest. Tony was sitting there making the jury laugh and Michelle tried to actually talk about her game and they did not lap it up.
0: No, they they were already resigned to it. But what do you think about Sarah?
1: If she wasn't... Well, she like- was so close with Tony. Like, mm-hmm. if she didn't vote for his game, she wasn't voted for her own game. He was the best representation of the game that she plays because she's also an aggressive player.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so she doesn't come with that societal issue that you're bringing up that Michelle has. Well, no,
1: well, her thing is she wanted to play that game as a woman, but Michelle wasn't playing that game in terms of like, I feel like Michelle and Sarah's games are completely different.
0: Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: So it's like, I miss the games of people like Vesepia where you can watch everybody else do their thing and not have to get involved because, you know what, that's actually going to complicate your game. You know what, I made it to the end. I didn't lie to people. I was forward with people. And you know what, if I did, you know, have to, you know, make a move, I made a move because that was part of the game, you know. But I wasn't here running around, making mess, spying, doing all this kind of stuff. I was content my game. And I knew that I had the ability to do what I needed to do. And so you've got people like Tony who have to, like, you know like I've said it to you before I'm like why is Tony not getting involved with the fashion show when he makes a ladder and gets everybody to get involved that's because it's he made it you know mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. when somebody else is doing it he doesn't want to get involved and I'm like why does that kind of behavior get awarded like well, that's what I can't come behind the- yeah I'm a social gamer Survivor you know me I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a purist in that form and it just doesn't it's just not that anymore
0: it's like who we've been talking about who could Michelle beat at the end and we were saying if she made it to the end with um Denise and Ben that she I think I'm I might have been the one who said that I think that she would beat them Mm -hmm. and so it's like she she almost had it in my like I she almost had it it just didn't work out because of the Tony Sarah thing and I think she needed to get Denise and Denise I and Ben on her say, side, but you're saying that they that they wouldn't do it. You know, like they weren't willing to do it and that to their um downfall. You know what I mean? Well, I I've,
1: I've also heard that people said that they wanted to vote for Michelle, but they were scared that if they voted for Michelle that Natalie would have won.
0: Yeah, I heard that too.
1: So it's like then it's like damn, like this person can't even get credit because they you know now because of a final three you have to take into place like you can't vote for the person you want to win because the person that you really don't want to win might actually win
0: yeah yeah
1: like so now they can't even come in second place
0: right insane insane that
1: for me is just kind of like this is there's too many moving pieces now like this is not
0: Don't give up on Survivor. Don't give up.
1: (laughs) It's just, for me, it's just like, I, like, honestly, genuinely as a person feel like if I were to audition for this show, I stand no chance of winning the game, just playing an archetype. And I don't want that to be the reality for people who present different walks of life. I want people who... You know watch this show as a young gay man not knowing that they were a young gay man watching a gay man win this show i want them to know they stand a chance right you know i want you know people of you know you know people of color who get to see somebody um you know who's a person of color get to the mm-hmm. end and get the votes from a jury of white people you know right. i want them to know that they have a chance at winning this game but the thing and we is, we have not I've seen in the-
0: that
1: in a while. i mean when- well when yeah
0: we thought saw- mhm
1: And people would consider Tony to be a person of colour. But the thing is, for me, it's like, um, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know what his his background is. I'm pretty sure he's
0: Greek. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Um, But the thing is, for, um, for me, it's like when I watch a season, if there's, like, one gay person, once that person's out, I don't have that, like, that part of myself being represented on this show anymore. You know, if they have, like, one diverse person you know a person of color that that's not represented anymore however you know for a straight white audience they might have five representations right. of themselves <laughs> up there yeah they have got another four and so like this is not being a woe is me but i'm like when we were at cook islands and we had it split five 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 and people were up in arms i think we were doing things a bit better back then
0: yeah because we have more you diversity know. going on <laughs>
1: Right. But it was also, let's even out the numbers. Like, why do Mm -hmm. we need to have, you know, at least 50% of this cast representing one side of things? Mm -hmm. Because now what we're seeing, like, and to be fair, Island of Idols was a very diverse cast. And Mm -hmm. we talked about how much we loved the difference. We almost saw
0: Lauren win. Lauren would have won if she made it to the end. And she was so close.
1: And that's my point. It's like, why are we having to take out those characters and let the other person through (laughs) to win, you know? So it's like, for me, that's a hard pill to swallow. It's like we're now more threatening because we're different as opposed to being, you know, people you can take to the end because they're different, which also isn't a good reason to take them to the end, but I think people just thought they had the upper hand of them in the past. So it's just this weird thing about how 20 years really changes it.
0: Yeah, and like that's what the beauty of the game is that this game is so freaking complex that you yeah. could put a target on certain people or letting certain people escape the vote and all the things you've been saying it's just like all of the layers to this game and it's a game of yeah. people. It's a game uh, that's why this game should not be played with 16-year-olds that it's such a mm-hmm. a, a human game where psychological stuff is going on and people yeah. it takes a while to recover from it and that's why it's and the best look, game I will, ever it, also
1: <laughs> I had watched shows like I mentioned last time I watched shows like Endurance which put 12 year old to 15 year old kids together paired them up but the elimination process was the people who lost the challenge would go up and they got to choose a team to go against and the elimination process was based off of like chance. You know, yeah. it was a lot yeah. of between those two. And that's a little bit easier for like a teenager to process. Um I know that they're doing a new show called Karma. Um,
0: yeah, I've seen about is that. The same,
1: creators, the same creators as Endurance, so all this time later and it's twelve to fifteen year olds. Mm-hmm. But when you get sixteen year olds playing the game of Survivor, like they understand the game, but it's still a lot like if you get taken out, I mean even just watching Will be like, I want people to play with me, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's we want that too, but it's I think, more than that.
0: Yeah, like the game in itself is so stressful, but the aftermath of the game is a whole nother situation where like a 16 year old watching themselves on national television and receiving all the feedback that adults can't oh, even wow. handle. Like, I can't. Okay, I, I brought up the 16-year-old thing. Ugh. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if you want to say anything more about that, but I also want to say um, my drop-your-buff moment from the finale was when Michelle kicked the puzzle down. When she made yeah. the puzzle in the immunity challenge that she won, I was going, kick it, kick it, kick it, because that's really? her iconic moment. From when she won that challenge in Korong, she kicked, you didn't know that she kicked the puzzle down. Yeah. There was a gif of it, you know, and so I, I wanted that kick it. to happen. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I was so happy. So that was my favorite, one of my favorite moments.
1: That's well, there you go. You got that. You got that moment. I was so incredibly impressed when she came back and won that challenge. That I know. Was iconic.
0: Yeah, she, um, she won that challenge in Korong. So it must have just been cemented in her brain on how to solve yeah. it.
1: Well, when we had a pan of that challenge going in, like we started by the trees and then we saw it. And I saw that there was the different lanes. And I'm like, this is what I've wanted. Yes. This is the yes. Sophie challenge. This is the Sophie
0: and Ozzy challenge. I was where thinking Sophie
1: too. <laughs> hmm I was like this is the challenge but then of course they made it all right three people on this side and three people on that side and everybody get the lane I'm like
0: why did you make it in and okay, so their lane am I remembering this correctly that like back in the day when they did this type of challenge could you like block someone from going down a certain lane was that a strategy. Am I well? You that? know how
1: Michelle was taking a really long time yeah. with those two things. Yeah, kids. yeah, yeah.
0: It could if you end up on that ruining someone, and somebody
1: else that was their last lane, and they just had to wait for you.
0: Yes. Okay. mm-hmm Yeah. I wish so, we had that element.
1: <laughs> well, I kind of don't like that they split it up half and half because if Michelle's taking a long time and the people on the other side aren't, then you you're screwing up two of other people over here. Yeah. Why everybody gets.
0: Yeah. I I like that element when it yeah, when it's not only affecting one other side. Um that slide mm-hmm. freaked me out. I would not I would not be smiling going down that slide. I don't like going fast downhills.
1: <laughs> oh really? No. I'm not used on water slides because I have this fear of falling off the edge of them <laughs> because they're usually like up to here and you can just like jump up. Like it's not, nothing stopping you. Um, this <laughs> one was really wide. You could probably like go down it sideways. I was okay with that one.
0: Apparently, Ben, when he left that challenge and it was over, Ben went down it headfirst backwards.
1: Just cause I do
0: just for fun. Like, what if he got okay, hurt? I, like, I just I, I was grimacing every time. Um, so Tony gets pissed at just moving on. You know, just let's, let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, so Tony yeah. gets pissed that they after the next tribal where they Natalie plays her idol. Ben plays his his idol. Tony plays his idol. Mm -hmm. Tony's pissed that they would not listen to him when he said that Natalie had an idol. And And he has every reason to be pissed. And I would say that the episode made it out that, oh my gosh, Sarah is so stupid for not believing Tony and for not thinking she has an idol. That's what the episode made it seem like. But I'm here to say that that the narrative should be Natalie is such a great player that she made Sarah that comfortable in her. That she made Sarah so confident in their relationship that Sarah... So, Natalie played the crap out of Sarah. That's my story.
1: (laughs) Yes. Now, there are so many different things to factor into this tribal. The fact that Sarah had a confessional saying, Natalie would have told me. Right. One, that's a huge statement to be making from somebody who's Mm -hmm. still in the game who claims that they've never worked with Natalie and don't know how she plays.
0: Isn't that crazy?
1: and so now she's like, yeah, no, but Natalie would have told me. Why? Because
0: they had Why that told you? big of a connection that quick. Is Sarah that cocky yeah. that she thinks she has Natalie in her pocket like that?
1: Yeah. Unless they were, like, really trying to push for, like, a all-women's final or something right. like that. Right. And then we find it be, you know, obviously they were trying to get Ben.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he pulled an idol out on them they weren't expecting. So, you know mm-hmm. what? Both sides got played. Both sides got screwed. And then it ends up being a vote between Sarah and Denise, and I guess I thought Michelle for sure it was going to be
0: Sarah. Well,
1: I, I'm assuming Natalie and Michelle weren't willing to go to rocks. Yeah, you know because, or what would happen? It wouldn't go to rocks. It would end up that Sarah and oh yeah, yeah this is would the, Sorry,
0: in- this is the tribal where Michelle has immunity. Natalie played immunity.
1: Um. Oh. Michelle did have it. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, and it would have, Oh, it wouldn't, what, what would have happened?
0: Between Sarah and Denise, I believe Denise. it would, have, if the, if it was a tie again, they would have had a fire challenge.
1: That's right. And they weren't willing. See, I, 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 thought that cause like forgetting that both of them had immunity. I was like, well, maybe they just weren't willing to go to rocks, but now I'm just like, why not take the chance of going to fire? Because I feel like they'd have a better chance, unless they actually thought that Denise was way too close to Ben and had a better chance at winning a challenge.
0: I think that Denise was was seen as a jury threat because she's Mama D and she's beloved by the jury. This is what I think they would perceive her being beloved. But if you saw the – did you – I had to do a lot of reading between the lines, but in the Ponderosa video where Denise comes Mm. in, um, there's this segment where she is yeah. gets getting reamed out by people. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't show it, but you could tell it was happening. And the next morning you get a couple confessionals from people saying, "Yeah, Denise had a lot of people. She had her own like final tribal council last night where people were just like asking her to explain herself, which is out, out of nowhere. I did not see that coming." So that you didn't I was think really,
1: she was gonna get
0: pulled apart? I didn't think that people were upset with her and I did you did and so like if she would have made it to final tribal she probably would have gotten the same treatment that Don gets that yeah oh what's that one girl's name from uh <laughs> from survivor Philippines the actress
1: oh Lisa Lisa, oh, Lisa.
0: <laughs> like I mama D Denise might have gotten that same like treatment of like the mother figure that gets like hated on by the jury.
1: Chrissy. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm women still a little who... upset about
0: Mama C losing. I wanted her to win so bad.
1: Oh. So, me too. And also Chrissy. Are you kidding?
0: Yeah. yeah I don't know That's if Chrissy got the mom edit, but she definitely didn't wasn't respected.
1: Yeah. That's true. I don't um,
0: know. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they take out Denise probably thinking she's a jury threat, but also Sarah made um, Natalie and Michelle believe that she would vote with them the next round, which she end up, ended up doing, but that's what Sarah's right. Saving Grace was. Um, and then the next mm-hmm. morning, we see Tony starting a fire to go idol hunting in the middle of the night, and classic mm-hmm. Tony. I loved it so much.
1: Yeah, I mean, I said it was very interesting. It's like he's playing hard because to- he wasn't able to play as hard as he wanted to at the start of the game because that's what got him voted out second in, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what was that? Game, game Changers. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that's what got him voted out so early. But now he's in this end game where he needs to, like, pick up the pace. So he has to go on the hunt. He has to go searching.
0: He has to do all that kind of stuff. And still doesn't find it.
1: <laughs> and, Loved it. you know, Natalie's looking for who knows how long and she ends up pocketing it, which is yep. incredible. So that was – the that moment I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, if Michelle wins immunity, they're good. They're I good.
0: know. I know. But I still fist bumped, fist-pumped when Tony won. I was so happy. I got out of my seat, and I was so happy when he won the immunity challenge.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say I was happy because I wanted him gone. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> – like, for me, it was, um yeah, he I mean, he needed it. And for somebody who never won an immunity challenge at first season, winning as many as he did this time. I know. Like, yeah. Pretty epic.
0: Um, I want to bring up something that happens in the strategy up to the next Tribal Council, where we have the uh-huh. classic, I mean, not classic, the iconic Ben and Sarah moment, where I where ben says that he's okay with sarah voting for him that he's going to fall on his sword for her i yeah. absolutely hated this move i was like this is a quit mm-hmm. i do not like this but after mm-hmm. watching the episode and hearing his some of his exit interviews and hearing people talk about it i'm like okay i i get it i understand why he did it you know he, he knew he was not winning was at the end me. and it was a uh, for his own mental health too to not go to the end but yet still same thing with the sandra thing when she pulled the sale i still don't like it i still want them to just you just gotta give it a chance
1: i i can but i can also understand not wanting to sit at the end and just Mm -hmm. get obliterated for your game this is also the man that never received a fire token a man that received you know disadvantages yep like (laughs)
0: I know getting, I get it. I get it. Yeah, and he said like uh, he wanted to come into this game and ha- with and win friends or <laughs> um, yeah, my survivor Tyler. crush uh Tyler um what's his last name? Fredrickson. Is that his last name? From yeah, su- from Survivor right. 30. <laughs> he tweeted 2 million dollars will buy you a lot of friends. <laughs> sure. So so yeah, I'm He not- would wouldn't have had 2 million dollars oh snap um but the thing i want to bring up i know i know i know but still like at the end of it the gamer in me is like don't give up just still don't do it um the thing that i absolutely loved from this moment that i caught on my second watch is sarah says ben are you being serious right now and he goes i'm being whatever this is I love that statement so much that I hope I can use it in my day-to-day life. When someone says, are you being serious? I'm going to say, I'm being whatever this is. (laughs) I loved it so much. So please, please feel free to use that in your life as well.
1: Yeah. And did you see from the recap this episode, did you see the shot of Ben running with Tony in his arms?
0: Yes. (laughs) Which I had missed the first time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was like that, that was a moment that I could like acknowledge and enjoy. That was fun for me. It's
0: beautiful. We need a gift for that. Um, So the immunity challenge is the don't let your balls drop challenge where Mm -hmm. the winding maze thing, and you got to play this challenge last season. You got to try Mm. it out. Right. I did. I missed the opportunity. I was too busy. So I didn't get to even touch this challenge. What do you have any insight? What do you think about this challenge?
1: It's a lot harder than you expect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, you know, I've got a long reach. I'm pretty, you know, my hand-eye coordination is pretty good. Um, and the first time I did it, I, like, got out pretty quickly. And I had to get a feel for it before the second time where mm-hmm. I got a rhythm. And it's like they don't get an opportunity to get a rhythm. No, yeah. This is, you know, this is a challenge that is actually – kind of is designed to confuse you because each wheel I believe is a different time right so the top of it comes down to the fork and then one side will take like 18 seconds and the other side will take like 21 seconds so you can't even like plan it as you're dropping them unless you like mathematically have gone
0: are really tracking it." it yeah and I can't imagine tracking it at that stage in the game, like I would love to, next time we're in Macomb, I want to practice it and I want to try it out. Mm -hmm. But, um, wow. Yeah.
1: Cause the thing is you think you're like, count to three, one, two, three, but that three could be the three seconds that makes it join up with Mm -hmm. the one before it or Mm -hmm. the one after. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you kind of like just have to get into a rhythm and sometimes you're waiting and you're waiting actually, does like it gets you because yeah so what ended up getting
0: getting michelle was was that two of her two of her balls were way too close together what a statement um so jeff (laughs) Prope says that three people who won this challenge end up winning the game i was going to try to look up who have won this challenge in survivor history and the only one i remembered was that jeremy win do you remember the other ones at all
1: i don't you know and yeah. I'm pretty sure because this game happened post season 20, and there was, you know, when everybody's like, "There's a time of my life I don't remember." There's a time of my Survivor life that I don't remember. Um, <laughs> even just looking back through the casts of seasons 21 through um, 27, I, there's a lot of people that I don't remember, and I don't know how they influence the game. I, like I was thinking about Ralph for the first time in forever. like this redneck ralph from don't even remember him right exactly it's like these random people just out of nowhere so oh i looked up
0: um i looked it up while you were talking (laughs) uh jt won this challenge so yeah so he beat um steven fishback uh yep first time we saw it and then we saw jeremy win it and we have seen Wendell. No, wait, no, that was during a reward. Hold on. I'm trying to read it. Uh, Nick, Nick Wilson won this. I don't even remember Nick playing this challenge. <laughs> Why do we remember nope. Jeremy winning this? And that was <laughs> longer ago than Nick.
1: <laughs> because Kelly went out because of it. And it was super dramatic.
0: Oh, super everybody dramatic. was crying. Oh, what a, mm-hmm. what a moment. So anyways, I cannot wait to play that in Macomb. I so upset that I did not play it when we were there. Um, It's fun. Yeah, so I mean what do you think about, I mean, the Sarah okay, well, before we get to the Sarah Tony moment, fire challenge, I just gotta say Mm -hmm. that I do not like the fire challenge. I do not like that the strategy leading up to tribal council is just people practicing fire. That's not what I want to see. I want to see people strategizing like we used to where they are trying to get taken to the end or they are Mm -hmm. trying to get someone out that's the social strategy not the fire making strategy I mean which there is part of that that is a part of the fire challenge but not enough for me this is not my favorite
1: I'm I mean I understand what it it just feels like You know, first we had a final two and then in order to not make it an obvious winner, because usually the winner takes somebody who's not going to win with them, they added a final three Mm -hmm. and it's like, all right, well, now it's harder to sit next to two people and get all the votes, but then people were still managing to achieve that. So then they were like, all right, well, then let's try and make it so that the two people that they take to the end with them aren't going to be complete, like, you know it's not going to be a redemption with boss and Rob sitting next to Phil and, you know, Natalie. Um, right. And, you know, let's, let's actually make it so there's a chance for somebody to win their way into the final three. And it's like, no, but we already had the chance for somebody to win their way into the final three. And that's what the immunity challenge. Is yeah, for.
0: exactly. Ugh, I just don't, don't like it.
1: Yeah. So for me, it's like, all it does is prove that there's a chance that the, person who wins the immunity gets to be at the end with somebody that they don't necessarily want to get to the end with. So I don't know. There's something about it that I'm like, I understand, but I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't there's something about it that's a little like thick.
0: The that being said, I also loved this Sarah Tony moment (laughs) after he wins. Like that moment in the music playing and it was like a, like a romantic drama movie, even though they're not romantic. Yeah. But it was just like a, you can do, go on without me. No, it's time to go. Or like, you know, it was just so emotional. It was like,
1: it was like a bromance without the two bros.
0: Like a friendship. <laughs> yeah. An intimate it's friendship. Like
1: a friend-man. A friend-man.
0: A friend-man. You know. It's like a bromance, but between a man and a woman.
1: <laughs> yeah. Without the... Yeah. Anyway.
0: Any, yeah. But anything you want to add it's, about it's, that?
1: Yeah. I was just thinking back to season 13. Final four. We have Yule and Ozzy both take their sides. Um, Ozzy votes with... Um, was that Becky? Don't no, ask me. it wasn't Becky. <laughs> what was her name? It wasn't Becky. It was the other... Um, it's the other person from his original tribe, the
0: uh-huh. other woman. So
1: there was only two women on that tribe.
0: Was there um, someone named Sandra? That. Was that from that season?
1: Sandra was in final four. Sandra and Ozzy oh, voted together. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, uh, what's it called? So yeah, so we ended up seeing a tie, and um, then they um, so yeah they have a tie. We see them go to the fire. Neither of them can make fire. They give them matches. Neither of them can make fire with matches. Then they give them the flame. Remember, this is the really, really terrible fire yeah. making challenge that was like
0: <laughs> the worst fire making challenge. Iconic. They that. even end up with matches, right?
1: Oh no, it was Becky. It was Becky that made um, the final three as well. So yeah. So um, so <clears throat> they they we have that we've seen a final four where two people end up at fire making to make to you know earn their way to the end. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it was because of how the votes lined up. That I'm okay with, you know? This is kind of giving somebody who should be out a chance to stay in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but why are we not, This, like you said, the social game.
0: That's like, this is that what the really game is. People get voted out. It. The point of the game is to not get voted out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. And so wait, okay, let's
1: think about the people who have won the fire challenge to make it into the end game, right? Wendell. So we saw Wendell did, we saw Chris um, make his way into the end. We saw Ben make his way into the end. Did Nick win it?
0: I feel like he did. Because I feel like.
1: No, he won immunity.
0: Who did? F- oh, Kara K was in fire. Um, Against with
1: Mike, we thought Mike was going to go home because we didn't think Mike could make a fire.
0: And then <laughs> he made a fire. So late for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, Nick took Angelina because he thought that nobody would vote for her. Okay, Kara and and Mike went up to make fire. We thought that Mike was just drinking wine and not... Well, he wasn't drinking wine yet. He wasn't in the final three. But we didn't <laughs> think he could make a fire and he ended up making a fire. I remember being devastated that he actually got to the final three.
0: <laughs> Gosh. Um, who else? Who, Tommy who won Dean last see- No, he was taken Dean, to the end. Dean, Dean won, Dean
1: won five. Dean was the person with the resume in my eyes that yeah. didn't get the credit for it.
0: Yeah, so... um Anyways, so that's the thing. Um yeah, there was that that probably that moment between Sarah and Tony is probably going to be the defining moment of this finale. I feel like yeah. when we look back on this, we're going to that moment's going to um be the moment. Um
1: I honestly think that was the moment that decided who was going to win the game.
0: Yeah. It was either going to be one of them, I think oh, so. man. But you know, I wanted I wanted them both there to fight it out. But you know, Sarah said in her own words that this is she's very happy with how it turned out. So, all right, good I know, for you. But can you believe <laughs> she made it to the final four? I know. I Goodness. thought she had no chance
1: of making it that nope. far Nope.
0: Um. So let's go to final tribal. Do you, is there anything mm-hmm. you want to say before final tribal or? um not in particular like it
1: wasn't a final three that i was expecting to see there weren't three Mm -hmm. people that i imagined being the final like i know you know having their brunch and hanging out and doing all that kind of stuff yeah i will say that you know going into the episode tony lost all of his allies and was the last one standing Mm
0: -hmm. which was
1: you know pretty impressive
0: yeah Um, but you know
1: He didn't get to have his breakfast with Ben and Sarah like he planned.
0: I know, he was the last one standing. Um, And what he also got
1: to get their votes.
0: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) maybe he wasn't too upset about that. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's so cold and rainy for Final Tribal. Sophie looks like we felt on night one of Survival Challenge. (laughs) Just. Cold miserable. and wet and miserable. You could tell how she, sick she was. She, yeah. she, she looked like she was gonna like throw up on, at any second.
1: Adam was shivering. Oh my just goodness! Sitting there, I
0: ambling. I felt for Danny. I'm sure Danny was. <laughs> she has no fat on her body. She was probably but then Amber so cold. was sitting there looking fine,
1: <laughs> just fine. She's sitting,
0: Queen of Extinction, Amber. Yeah. Um, I loved. I wrote down the part of the question that Denise asked to kind of start off, she asked that what are some of their missteps from the game? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was a great question to ask people standing, staying at the end. Uh, Natalie says, <laughs> well, my misstep was not connecting with people day one because she got voted mm-hmm. out day two. So yeah, that's a that's a misstep. Um, yeah. Michelle starts out her answer by saying that she had great one-on-one relationships, but that that wasn't enough To make an alliance happen. And I thought that was Mm -hmm. a great answer. And Tony says he didn't have any missteps.
1: (laughs) Because Uh, it was a terrible response. (laughs) And it made me so angry. Because that just for me just drove home the chauvinistic like, no, I didn't do anything wrong.
0: I'm like. I was fine with it. I was fine with it. Nick uh, has a rebuttal. And was like. uh, You know, like, you know, I think Nick brought up himself. Tony says, like, we did have a relationship out there, but I found out you were going after me, so I had to go after you, which I think that's a great, I don't know, I think that's a fine response in tribal to be like, if someone's like, well, you went, you took me out, and it's like, yeah, you were coming after me, so, and it's like, yeah, yeah. and then Jeremy says, what about me, and uh, anyways, Mm -hmm. I just, uh, and Ben says, I can attest to his loyalty, and Jeremy says, yeah, he... he (laughs) Yeah, you can. He you. voted. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways. um,
1: I thought it was really interesting that Ben and Jeremy was sitting next to each other on the jury.
0: I, I hope they're okay. It seems like this whole crew, we get the vibe that they're, they all get along. You know, we've definitely seen mm-hmm. friendships that are closer. But I've been starting to see some things in the social media, like seeing little snippets of people who actually didn't get along and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So... Um, they were really respectful during this tribal. I was so scared that Michelle would get the goat, edit the goat edit. issue, which she mm-hmm. did, would not deserve whatsoever, in my opinion. I know yes. some people probably think, mm-hmm. but I don't think so. So um, I was really glad that they didn't treat her like that.
1: Yeah. And it, yeah, so for me, it was just like watching the tribal. My
0: like heart was falling
1: into my gut because I was just because like, you knew She's not getting. She's not. And it was mm-hmm. just kind of like the fact that Natalie stood a better chance than Michelle did when I no. thought Michelle was like going to be taken to the end with Natalie and Michelle was going to beat out Natalie. But then, you know, hearing about things afterwards, it's like, well, there were some people who liked Natalie the most because they saw the game she played on the edge. Um, <sighs> but Ugh. there are other people that wanted Michelle to win but weren't willing to vote for Michelle in the fear that Natalie would win. It's like This whole convoluted thing, and it's just like I just wanted her to play second. I know, know?
0: I know, over someone who
1: some kind of credit.
0: Ugh, over someone who was not in the game. Well, she was on the edge. I I don't.
1: I don't discount Natalie's game, but if people liked Michelle's game better than Natalie's, she should get the credit for that.
0: I know. know. At least tie it up. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. She's so, getting, yeah. She's getting the social media love. That's for sure. <laughs> if that counts for yeah, anything,
1: social media doesn't give you two million
0: dollars. <laughs> I, I wonder what, what second place second got. A hundred k? You think? What do you think second well, place got? Well, I mean,
1: it's usually a hundred.
0: But I wonder it? if it's doubled because of um, the winning. Well, that's what I
1: was wondering as well. I
0: hope so. Give them all. Give him all the money. Yeah. Um,
1: but it's um, but also in saying that it's like. You know, we saw this final three of these people um, coming into this, and there was a lot of points made and a lot of stuff done. And you know, the jury, like you said, were extremely, extremely respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, we just got that edit of you know, Tony's the funny guy. Tony's the one that's getting everybody on side, and
0: it's just <laughs> which like which I loved. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right, but it's like, so why can't Michelle? Like, you know, everybody usually wants people to like pitch their game and you know tony in a way like talked around his game and still got more you know i wanted horror. to see just, like,
0: way more um which i bet happened in the real final tribal council from compared to what we saw i wanted to see examples yeah. you know i wanted to see like when mm. they made those vague statements it's like all right tell us when but which i'm sure they did in final tribal
1: yeah you know it was i don't know it was hard to watch um because it was very clear that he was going to win
0: i know yep so
1: so i was actually really shocked that natalie got as many votes as she did honestly
0: didn't she look like when it was time for reading the votes um didn't it look yeah did you think she looked like that too yeah i was like she looks like she thinks she's gonna win you know you could tell how disappointed i wonder if michelle was so heartbreaking when I think Michelle, I had a feeling that she went into it knowing. Like, she know. seemed
1: to be very. I think well that put there was, together.
0: like, this moment where she realized that she didn't get any votes. And she, like, looked at her sister. I only noticed this on the second watch. And it was just, like, ugh. she, like, looked at her sister, like, yeah. I didn't get anything. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: she probably was hoping for one.
0: Yeah. And so
1: that would have just been that look. Like, she probably knew she didn't win, but I don't think she knew she didn't get one vote. But she is still the only person to never have had their torch <laughs> snuffed.
0: I know. The only winner who has never been voted out, who uh, who's played twice. I love it.
1: No, but, like, she's, like, the only person in the game of Survivor who's never had their torch snuffed.
0: Besides, uh, well, I was listening to one podcast that was kind of talking about this. There are other people, if you think about it, like Wanda Shirk. From the, okay. You know, there's, there's those people. <laughs> the people who, no, the, uh I what's like, that one, erin uh, What's that one girl who broke her wrist on day one? <laughs> oh, um, <that laughs> you're was, like, oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> Something you're like, moon. you thinking of One World,
0: so, um, right? Was it her last name, Moon? Yeah.
1: Probably. She was like the only girl that I was excited to see play that season, and, didn't get <laughs> that season. and
0: then, like, <laughs> then she breaks her wrist. Um, anyways. So yeah. that was, if you think that was the first time when we see the reading of the votes that we see people with their family, we see them hug their family after the votes. But this was, the, this was like, <sighs> once again, just yeah. breaking down. Family is everywhere in this season.
1: <laughs> yeah. And like Chinese kids crying from happiness. And one.
0: And- you know, the yeah. odds of, if you think about how many of the winners have children, the odds that two of the final three don't have children, that's kind of. Crazy if you think about it. There's got a, I mean, a lot of parents. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It, there's a lot, and, but that's the thing.
1: Like, there are a lot of the people that are a little more seasoned. They're a little more know how to kind of interact with people and stuff like that. And honestly, like, I don't want to discredit Tony's game. Tony played a great game. I think that mm-hmm. he played a much better game than his first time around.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: for me, it's just like you know when you're sitting next to woo Like, I get it. <laughs> But when you're sitting next to people like, you know, Na- um, you know, uh, Natalie and-, and Michelle, like, it just – I just wish there was – and here's the thing. We also didn't get to see all of Tribal, so maybe everything that I'm wishing that I had a scene took place. It just I never –
0: There was this part of Final Tribal where, like, there was a, a shot of Parvati and Parvati's hair was dry and blowing in the wind. I was like, I wonder if, like, this is, like, one hour later. Like – Right. Like, like they were all dry and no one was shivering, and I was like, "Okay, this has been going. Oh man, could you imagine seeing a full, uh, the full footage of that final tribal?" Oh, and that's that what be, the beauty of love. live games are. Live games are great because you get to sit in the audience and watch the final tribal happen, and watch yeah. S- uh, Sam Lechner call out. <laughs> The question so how was this game run by woman and how did you know i don't even remember what her question was but it was like one of my favorite I mean, things ever and watching two guys be like uh i love woman women are the best <laughs> trying to like appease her it was great like, we don't want to make this
1: a thing between genders and things like that i
0: know yeah. but she's like just give me credit yeah. um yes yeah. Uh, I love how Jeff when he brings up like we're committed to being on in the fall and you know what with cool parents and cool school we want 16 17 and 18 year olds like what are you talking about Jeff yeah and how would they come out in the fall
1: yeah unless they're planning on filming something and then airing it as it's still filming
0: big brother style (laughs) I would not hate a big brother style survivor
1: But if they got three weeks into filming a season and then started putting up episode one so they could film out the next two uh, weeks and then start, you know, I mean, that's a possibility, but they'd have to, you know.
0: So that's interesting that he said we're committed to being back in the fall, but we already know they moved Amazing Race to the fall. So, (laughs) Jeff, what... What are you doing do you think he goes off off uh, book a lot do you think he just says stuff (laughs) sure but is it in survivor's
1: time slot or is it on the weekend
0: um when it was going to (laughs) come out bless you when it was going to come out this week when it was originally slotted for this week it was going to be in survivor's time slot so actually i don't know if in the fall it will be
1: well it wouldn't have been survivor's time slot it would have been big brother
0: oh well yeah it was going to be wednesdays at eight that's what i meant (laughs) yeah so anyways um yeah so you know thinking of uh well do you have anything else to say about this finale before
1: i will i will go ahead and say that this is potentially one of the best seasons of survivor i've ever seen i
0: yeah
1: in terms of the The gamers out there, the people that were willing to play the game, the people who got to play their own version of the game, nobody seems to be down and out. Everybody seems to be in it while they were in it.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And part of it for me is that like, I've thoroughly enjoyed the whole experience of watching it and all of the fantasy drafts I was in and the people I'm messaging and all of the speculation in the months leading up to the season. That's what really added Mm -hmm. to it as well is um, how fun it's been.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think I am overdue for a trip down memory lane. I think I need to be reinvigorated by the earlier seasons of this show, yes. the seasons i fall in love with this show to build my love back up because I have been out of love with Survivor. Starting occasion, with season,
0: but... <laughs> what is it, 29 Kagayan? Is that where you're going to start?
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> For me, honestly, like I think, you know, I watched it from the time that I was 10 years old up until when I was like graduating high school you know, designing art projects around. Oh, you show, still need to and, post
0: that. Oh my gosh, guys. Yeah, I
1: mean, Follow Dion I mean, on Instagram.
0: Like, I hope you got to post it. Okay. It's so good. Let's let's
1: say, it. <laughs> <my> um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, for me, that was, that was the pivotal time when I was turning 18 years old, you know, China was on TV. Micronesia was happening. Like those were really iconic glory days. Seasons and, yeah, those for me, that, that was, that was the ultimate, Survivor back yep. then.
0: Yeah, love yeah, it. So we'll um see. Yeah, I'm excited for what's to come. And I think all the things that you said about what this game has turned into and the societal issues that have, of course, Survivor has always emulated su- societal issues. Is emulated right. the right word? I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> um, mirrored. Imitated. Imitated. Um, so yeah. I'm I'm ready to see what Lacina started. I'm ready to see it spiral, and in a good way. So um, I'm so, ready to see a
1: cast that I have to like look through them to find the white people. I'm sorry <laughs> if that's if that's too on the nose. I am but, personally like, offended that, that you're.
0: <laughs> just kidding. No, I would love it too. I just want it to be an even playing field for yep. everyone yep and i want to see you on my survivor screen so
1: get dion on survivor (laughs)
0: um
1: yeah Yeah, so um
0: follow us on instagram probably is where if we end up doing something in the future follow us there or or me on twitter dion he'll he'll come visit twitter eventually you know every once in a while he'll stop by yeah but i'm
1: not you know like i see things (laughs) that i'm But like, if, you know, if we do keep up this Instagram account, I think it would be a great opportunity for us in future seasons to continue with the stories. And, you know, every now and then, if we've got the time for it, we can just do a live video. Where yeah, you that's what we were talking about. The screen, I'll take a side of the screen and we can just kind of voice our opinions there and, you know, put it up as a highlight so people can go back and watch it. So exactly, we may not be podcasting, but we'll still share our feelings and thoughts on the episode. If you want to hear <laughs> We're still
0: it. talking about survivors. It just depends on if we share it with the world or not. <laughs>
1: exactly. So let us know if you would like to see that. And maybe if I do go down a trip through, you know, memory lane, I, I'll be able to, you know, chuck that stuff on there as well.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, so thank you everybody for listening. And, for your support <laughs> and those yeah. Apple podcast reviews that we had no idea were there until today.
1: They were I great. I just realized I didn't do a drop your buff moment.
0: Oh my gosh. What's your drop your buff moment?
1: Um, I think my drop your buff moment <laughs> was when Hannah – me? Was, like, a really cool, like, co-host and made being on this podcast so much fun for, like, a full year now. It feels like so much longer. Oh, my
0: gosh.
1: But um, my drop-your-buff moment was when Hannah approached me and said, Hey, Dion, would you like to do a podcast with me? And I was like, that sounds like so much fun. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, like, you were, like, looking for, like, a creative outlet or something. What, how did that start? i yeah yeah you were like what should like I should like you were talking about stuff you should do and I'm like you want to do a podcast with me (laughs) you're like okay and I have I feel like I've just like grown so much with just I don't know just this has been a learning experience and just like learning how to talk for over an hour about Survivor yeah
1: and for me it's also just like you know talking is one thing but learning how to listen to someone else as well And just, like, taking what they have to say. Like, I'm, you know, I used to pride myself on my ability to listen, but, you know, then you do a podcast and you're like, wow, we're still talking over each other. Dion, stop. Stop, Dion. Stop.
0: (laughs) wow that's funny and i i've learned the same as well we've uh our friendship has grown so much through doing this too if you got to say wow wow so we're gonna miss our when we were in the off season remember (laughs) between these two seasons we were like texting like hey i haven't talked to you in a while this is this is weird
1: (laughs) it's like um i'm not talking to you every week that's not okay um
0: (laughs) so we're gonna have to keep it up absolutely
1: yeah that instagram account is gonna stay live and we might go live and we hope you also join us there
0: yep so if you're if you're listening and we don't know if you know us and you're listening and we don't know you're listening can you shoot us a message and be like hey by the way i've been listening this whole time
1: <laughs> that would be fun that would we be would really- love even it. if we, we would don't love know it. who you
0: are oh yeah shoot yeah whoever jack jack you know eight seven eight was. mm
1: was mm-hmm. or, or cg, CG homie whatever.
0: Which yeah. is actually Danny, as you called him. Okay. It is Danny, I'm
1: convinced.
0: We're just yes. like, we're just avoiding ending this podcast as the last one. Mm. Thank you, everyone. Uh, we hope that you continue analyzing the strategy, the social game, and the stupidity of every Survivor episode, especially the mm-hmm. stupidity. That's the best part of it all, isn't it? So much fun. So, um, everybody listening, uh, we've got nothing for you, and we hope uh, you have a great off season of Survivor. Bye, bye, everybody. Drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs.